Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I asked myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekend wrap-up. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is good to be here. It's a beautiful weekend. It is a very beautiful weekend, and it's probably our last beautiful weekend. Yes, Daylight savings just happened today, and I think that's our cue that we are done with beautiful weekend. We're going downhill. I'm using brand new software, which is why things looked really shitty at the beginning there, because I haven't figured it out completely yet. But I like this software better. It's got... It's got more stuff that the last, the OBS software had Mm -hmm. or didn't have, but then it's got a few things that OBS had that I wish this had, but still. I think the benefits outweigh the the problems with it, but it's going to take a little bit of me figuring yeah. figuring where everything's at before okay. <laughs> before I get this completely smooth, which we're never completely smooth. So, this is true. Yeah, so that's all right. Um, we don't try. Yeah. We don't try to let you guys think that we're no. 100% professional. Because, because then it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, if we knew it would take what we all doing. the fun out of it. So so we don't want that. No. <laughs> so how are you doing, Bill? I haven't actually seen... I feel like I haven't seen you on a podcast in forever. I know. That's not true. I just have been <laughs> testing this out the last two days this is the third uh podcast i've actually done this yeah. weekend um so i did mastering I, the software yeah i did a live stream at like 10 o'clock friday night and then i did a live stream pulling my brother in so i could test how guests work yeah yesterday morning and now you're here so it's like bill hasn't been with me on a podcast forever no you just uh, <laughs> i've just done so many things in the last yeah, weekend that right. it just seems like forever I was going to say, if people could take a snapshot of all the behind-the-scenes things you do for the podcast. Yeah, and it, it, it's pretty intense. It, it is. they could just see what's on these screens right now, <laughs> they'd right. probably lose their damn mind. <laughs> so this is your weekend wrap-up, like we said. We are here, as always. Um, 
again, testing out this new broadcasting uh, program, which is great. Uh, we like doing bigger and better things. And right. the only way that is possible is by you guys and all your beautiful support that you've given us throughout the last year and a half. So um, if you see things you like and enjoy, it's most likely because of you that that we've been right. able to do some of this stuff and been able to improve on things and make our stream quality better and make our video quality better and all that stuff. It's because yeah. of you guys. If you want to continue to support us, continue if beyond just listening to us, which is our favorite part, as we always say, we Definitely. want you... More than anything, we just want you to listen to us and keep coming back. That is, that's the biggest support we can ever get. Otherwise, we are just talking to ourselves, which we do anyway on a regular basis, which Absolutely. I think a lot of psychiatrists frown upon. But maybe, I mean, unless we had puppets, we could have puppets talking is, to each other, and that's a that's a, well, a therapy thing. Is it? <laughs> maybe that's the reason why we don't go see therapists because <laughs> they would frown upon us. But if you do want to further continue no to idea. support us and help us do bigger and better things and not just talk to ourselves like crazy people, you can visit our Patreon site at patreon.com forward slash break the bell. You can sign up at a bunch of different levels, uh, get access to some bonus content. I recorded some bonus content, like I said, over the weekend. If you want access to those, go to patreon.com forward slash break the bell. There's also merch options, uh, different. There's even a book club that nobody signed up for. I would like to that would be that would be cool. There's a lot of books I I wouldn't mind like reading and like kind of going right. over and stuff like that. Yeah, and maybe this is a good time to refresh people's memory or tell people about that because we haven't really focused yeah. on our Patreon uh, page in a while, and we've got new listeners since then. Yeah. Uh, one of our levels, I can't remember which dollar amount it's at, but one of our levels is that book club where um, if you sign up, we will actually send you the book. We'll all read the book together, and mm -hmm. we'll do a bonus episode discussing the book, and right. you guys can come on and join um, and talk about that book, and we'll record it as a bonus episode, and or maybe even put it out as a, a main episode, yeah. if depending on yeah your level of comfort of what <laughs> exposure you want. Um, but I, I think it'd be really fun. We have done an episode where we, in a week, read um, 1984, right. yeah. and we discussed that book. That was, so That was a good episode. Yeah, that was, that's been over a year now yeah, that we did that. That was one of our first episodes. It was right. like number four. So yeah. Go back and listen to that. If you want access to things like that or just access to some of our bonus content, go to patreon.com, sign up, patreon.com forward slash break the bell. Otherwise, uh, we got to mention, obviously, our Coffee Fix of Freedom, which is Run Your Mouth Coffee. They yes. support freedom. They support free speech. They support all those things. That is not what I wanted. Like I said, I am clicking through <laughs> new things. There it is. Run Your Mouth Coffee. Uh, Run nice. Your Mouth Coffee is a coffee company, obviously, but they also support your freedom to say whatever the hell you want, your freedom to just run your mouth and not be censored, not be... Do. What's that? As we do. We do. We run our mouth constantly. Not be censored. Support your right to um, speak out against certain things as we enjoy ourselves here at the yes. Break the Bell podcast. Um, so it's good to find a business like Run Your Mouth Coffee that makes a good product, a yeah. really damn good product. It's a really good damn product. And then also supports all those things that we enjoy as American yes. people for now. Yes. For now. Um, we see the potential for that going away sometime in the near future. That's why we do this podcast. Our right. whole mantra, never stop talking, is, hey, if, if you allow yourself to be shut up, then right. you're never going to get that 
yeah. freedom back. And Run Your Mouth Coffee believes the same thing. Absolutely. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code Break the Bell, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order and free shipping. It's really good stuff. It is. Drink it. Uh, they got a pumpkin spice one we talked about last we week. Haven't, we haven't done that one. We haven't tried it yet, but no. they do. If you're in that fall spirit, definitely yes. try that pumpkin spice. Uh, Otherwise, the, the bourbon. The uh, bourbon bar- barrel? Yeah, yeah that's that really good. That was really good. RYMcoffee.com. That's all. Let's get into this episode, Bill. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of things to talk about. First and foremost being, they approved the vaccinations for children. Yes. Like age 5 to 11 or 5 to 10? Uh, yeah, 5 to 11. Something like that. Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm right. not, No, I'm not doing that. Fuck your vaccine. <laughs> no shit. Um, I am not willing to make my child a medical experiment. No. I'm sorry. That is my personal view. If you believe something different, fine. I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to hate you on that, but there's a lot of hatred coming back towards people like us who yeah. don't agree with that, and so... Yeah. I mean, where's where's the line here? Well, I mean, and, and every report you read, right? I mean, anybody who seriously looks at it, most children are not really affected by COVID. Yeah, I mean, it do, just doesn't affect them. It affect you know much older than that, and they don't even transmit it very much. So right. all these reports you see where it says like five thousand children test positive for COVID, you know, it's like so it, what? It's it's like a cold yeah. for them. My my kids got COVID. And it, it was like two days, they, they coughed, a little scratchy throat, right. maybe a little bit of a fever, and that was it. Yeah. That was gone. Yeah, and we understand COVID has affected people much differently. Um, my wife lost a friend actually this weekend to COVID. Oh. She hasn't she hasn't seen him in probably 15 plus mm-hmm. years, but still, he was uh, not much older than me. He was be- sure. somewhere between mine and your age, and just found out Saturday. I, I do understand that people actually do die yeah, from this. No, and we are not downgrading that. No. I, it's a real thing. Any it's dangerous. Level. It is dangerous, but the flu has been dangerous for Absolutely. decades now. And yes, we do have flu vaccines out there yeah. that are far more tested and yes. credible than this COVID vaccine. Yeah. But they're not forcing that down our throat the way they are right. this COVID vaccine. There is a school in um, um, San Francisco, in the Bay Area, that came out, or maybe it's all of San Francisco, that said your kids can't go to school without their vaccine, vaccination insane. cards. Your kids can't go to their, – their past – it's coming down. I don't know if it's a thing yet, but kids won't be able to go to movies, won't be able to go do public things unless they have their vax cards. That's great. And there's several places in California that are saying if um, if you don't – your kid's not vaccinated, they got to go back to distance, like online learning and right. stuff. So that's what's coming down. On top of that – there's a lot, there's child propaganda coming out. Could yeah. you imagine there being child propaganda? No, not here world? in the United States. No, definitely not. That's crazy. You want to watch this video from CNN that just came out? I think it was yesterday, day before. This this is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I love ridiculous. If you don't recognize who these characters are, or if you're listening, this is a panel from CNN on a Zoom chat with Elmo and Big Bird. This is about as propaganda as you get. Yeah, this is straight. Bullshit child propaganda. Watch this. It's really a chance for people to learn, to ask some questions, and to talk about important topics. And today, our town hall is the ABCs of COVID-19. 
Oh, well, I knew that it was about letters in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, actually, Big Bird, we're going to be talking and learning about COVID-19 through the lens of children and through their families. We're going to hear questions from around the United States. We're even going to hear from our friends on Sesame Street. And then our panel of experts will try and answer. First of all, did that sound like Big Bird that you remember? No, no and, and I, I can't, and I mentioned that before. He sounds more like Barney than Big Bird, and yeah. I, I, I can't take that voice. It, it just sounds like Big Bird with, with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Should we be worried about Big Bird and COVID? I, I think so. Or maybe think that's what be. happens after Big Bird got vaccinated. <laughs> Keep going. Did you say expert, Dr. Sanjay? Well, it is I, your cute and adorable weather expert. Expert Grover. I don't think no, that's Frank Oz either. Here, no. it will be well, no, I, okay, after this, I'll get into that. Also, or maybe hot, one of the two. Grover, Grover, this isn't a town hall about the weather. It is not. No, Grover, this town hall is about how families and children can weather the coronavirus. Oh, I see what you did there. I see oh, what you clever. did there. Someone oh, you said what I said. Expert You're on anchor. the same wavelength. I'm on the same lane. <laughs> oh, not a problem, though. Luckily, I am an expert on many subjects. I will be back soon to expertly right, answer. We're going to move oh, forward. Family yes. town hall about COVID-19. Oh, that. That, that that that's my question. That's it. What 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 is? Um. Uh, well, you said uh, COVID nineteen. Oh God. Well, what is COVID nineteen? Is it just a bunch of letters and numbers? That's such a great question, Big Bird. Those letters and numbers reference something that's making people sick. You know, you may have also heard it called the coronavirus. Oh uh, yeah. It, uh, uh, is the coronavirus why we have to stay at home? Yep, that's right, Big Bird. COVID-19 has become a pandemic, and that means it's spread to large numbers of people. Okay, I can't. I can't do it anymore. This is the, that, that's bad. That that's is really bad. bad. Not only did they do this bizarre Sesame Street YouTube video, but the, the characters of Sesame Street also have their own Twitter accounts, which I didn't realize, and oh, they're God. coming out and talking about it, too. So this is Big Bird's Twitter. Oh, he, I mean, he was so completely stupid on that not yeah. knowing anything yet he knows how to run his own twitter account obviously <laughs> right says big bird says i got the covid19 vaccine today my wing is feeling a little sore but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy miss erica r hill even said i've been getting vaccines since i was a little bird i had no idea this is sick this is this is disgusting it is, is really said. yeah and my first thought to this when i heard uh his wing was feeling a little sore. It was I was hoping he doesn't get like a blood clot and die sometime <laughs> soon. Uh, that, that would explain his voice. Yeah, that that probably would. <laughs> the next one, Oscar the Grouch come out and said, well, this stinks. Apparently the COVID-19 vaccine won't make you feel grouchy at all. Oh, That's what Kizzy PhD said at today's town hall anyway. You might get a sore arm and feel tired, so at least there's that. Now, first of all, this is children's propaganda, right? Oh, absolutely. What child that watches Sesame Street has it's a Twitter, Twitter account? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is just them trying to appear woke to the parents, isn't it? Yeah. No kids are watching CNN. No kids no. are on Twitter. Well, so uh, unless you get, unless they're doing it for schools, right? Right. Where a teacher's like, "Hey guys, 
Sesame Street's going to be on the news. Let's yeah. watch. And they pull it up and they watch it in the classroom on their projection screen TV. God, I stuff. hope my kids, my five-year-olds aren't being played CNN. <laughs> that would piss me off. I, I, I guarantee you that's why they did it. Yeah. So, for school playing. That and pandering to oh, yeah. the parents. Yeah. That are like, uh, my my kids' TV show isn't coming out and doing enough yeah. for this. And so they're like, well, how about we do this on oh, CNN I, instead I'm sure of- Sesame Street's done a COVID episode. Well, I guarantee you Sesame Street has gone completely downhill oh, since are. it moved to... And that's what I was going to mention, is Frank Oz, who typically does the voices, has been banned from Sesame Street and the that. Muppets. They don't want anything to do with No, them. they don't, because he feels like they've pussified the Muppets, and they, they've they've become condescending and, and, yeah. and just putting out garbage, and, and I, so they don't want anything to do with them. I can see Frank Oz being more outspoken. I mean, oh, yeah. he was... The main, one of the main creators oh, yeah. of the he Muppets, Fozzie, Miss Piggy. Well, wasn't he a creator with yeah, with Jim with Henson? Jim Henson. He yeah, was one of the original like, creators. Yeah, they were like partnered up and yeah. created it. So, um, I imagine when he's not getting his way, which yeah. when they they move from public television, PBS right. to what are, what are they on now? They're on uh, HBO, HBO Max. Yeah. Well, and then uh, Disney bought the the Muppets. Oh, okay. And so that's one of the reasons why. Well, our. I, I, as much as I don't like government, like government su- subsidies towards PBS and shit yeah. like that, um, the whole point of Sesame Street being on those things was access to everybody. Now right. they are on right. a a premium a premium paid for, not yeah. just a normal, a premium right. paid for channel. Yeah. and it's just like, hey, let's just go commercialize this yeah. thing, and right? And, and let's make money instead of teaching kids. Now it's all besides about besides the money. fact that even when they're on PBS, I mean, they ranked in hundreds of millions of dollars in merchandise. Yeah, you know, it's like how how greedy can you get? Right, true. So, what do you think about this child's vaccine? Or this propaganda. Well, well first of all, the propaganda is sick. I mean, yeah. any propaganda, but especially directed towards kids. Yes. And I would hope no parent would would subject their children to that. Um, they will. I know they will because there there's those woke parents that that you know are trying to convince, or they're not going to convince their kids, but they want their kids to feel good about it. And again, I guarantee they're going to play that on schools. Second yeah. of all, as far as vaccine for children, again, it's it, it's not needed. I feel like they're they're just really pushing again to get everybody vaccinated, even though, you know, it they don't need it. it yeah, it's just one other way to get people to comply. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I did see. I'm not sure where this was from. I had seen a post. Let me actually see if I can read it because um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna do it justice. I'm not gonna put it up here because I don't have it on the screen, but. This one will kind of piss you off. If I can find it, it'll piss you off. I'm sure. Anyway, it it basically said that if your child, say your child goes to a school that has vaccine day at the school. Mm-hmm. Well, which I don't think they do that around here at all. They must do so. it in some states. Yeah. But they're saying if you don't refuse this, like actually pull your kid out of school that day, you by you not being there, you're basically giving consenting. them it, yeah consenting yeah. So that's ridiculous. 
unless it's a verbalized non-consent, it's consent. So if your kid's there that day and you haven't actually said, no, I don't want my kid getting vaccinated, they are assuming that you are consenting, so they're Mm going to vaccinate your kid. Do you think they assume, and I don't know if they do this anymore because, you know, I haven't been in school in years and my kids are homeschooled, but do they still, like, have the day where the kids, like, have their, their ears tested, eyes tested, um, the lice check or whatever? So. I, I, mean, I They do the ear test, I think, at school. Okay. I know that, but I don't know about the rest of it. I'm so, not sure. I mean, you know, and nothing was ever given, you know, for kids to do that, which isn't a big deal. It's not that invasive, but I mean... Right. How would you feel if your kids came home and be like, "Well, they gave us our shot today"? I would be fucking pissed. Right? I would be livid. Yeah, there would. <laughs> I would raise hell. Yeah, like I took my kids to their annual checkout or checkout checkup a couple weeks ago, and um, I told my daughter because she's thirteen now, and at like age twelve, they start taking them I've back by themselves, right. yeah. and they actually are in charge of their own medical records too. That's insane at twelve. Like, yeah, um, we're not allowed to see their medical records unless they actually give written consent for us to see them. And mm. we're like, oh, yeah, you're going to give written consent. So as she was going back into the room, I was like, you're not getting the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And she was like, uh, no, I'm not going to get any more shots than I need <laughs> right. to. I was like, if they ask you, the answer is no. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I know. I'm I'm not doing that. So um, I don't want them to try to talk a right. kid into it or yeah. say it's something that it's not and convince them to, which our doctor, I don't. Didn't even ask about the yeah. COVID shot when we were there. So That's good. I'm not not even sure. Are the are the teachers saying anything about it? Like, I'm not sure. I, I'll yeah. have to ask my kids. I'm not sure. Okay. So good news, at least it appears to be good news. Is for now. For now, a GOP appointed judge freezes Biden's vaccine requirements after a federal lawsuit. So. That sounds like good news. We yeah. I, I don't know how long that's going to go for, but this right. is from MSN.com, which I didn't even know MSN still existed. <laughs> Do they still have their chat? I, you remember MSN chat? Yeah. It was like the go-to. It was like in competition with, uh, what was it? Uh, not Yahoo chat. What was it? Oh, oh AIM. Uh, AOL oh, Instant yeah, Messenger. that's right. Oh, shit. It was AOL yeah. Instant Messenger, and then there was uh, MSN chat came yeah. like right after AOL Instant Messenger. So that, that's what I think of every time I see MSN, and I'm just like... Really? I that's still a thing? It, yeah. <laughs> MSN still exists. Does AOL does AOL still exist? Yeah. And, and Emma, Emma, uh, never mind. I'm not getting into it. That's a whole different rant. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so again, GOP appoints a judge appointed judge freezes Biden's vaccine. Of course they have to say that it was GOP appointed. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Federal appeals court suspended the Biden administration's new vaccine requirement for private companies, delivering a major blow for one of the White House's signature attempts to increase the number of vaccinations to corral the pandemic. So before I get into this, and we've talked about this before, the vaccine rate is at like 85 percent. Right. Yeah. So what what's the point of this? Right. Because they told us to begin with. That seventy percent was like the herd immunity right. rate. Yeah. And right. after seventy percent they bumped it up to eighty percent. Mm-hmm. And now we're at eighty five percent and they're like, No, everybody has to yeah. get vaccinated. Right. And it's just like, what are you going for here? Yeah. yeah. What are you trying for here? Uh hundred percent compliance. Yeah, and they're talking like global hundred percent, which yeah. we all know will never ever no, happen. No. Because there's there's some countries that are straight up saying no, no. Yeah, at all. there's some countries that are banning like yeah. Moderna and some of the yeah. 
some of the different American companies. Yeah, because there there is some adverse effects that they just don't, you know. You're not allowed to talk about those, though. That's oh, just conspiracy. Well, I've noticed. Have you noticed now, like on on Facebook or Twitter, if somebody's talking about a vaccine, they don't complete the word vaccine. It's like V star yeah. star star yeah, star. They don't want to get kicked oh, right. Off. They know that yeah. they'll get kicked yeah. off. It's just it's just interesting to me. Yeah. So delivering a major blow. On his attempt to corral the pandemic is what this yeah, says. Right. The decision was issued by a panel of three judges appointed by Republican presidents in the U.S. Court of Appeals Bastards. for the Fifth Circuit. The judges wrote that there was cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate. You yeah, think? A little bit. You think so, huh? Uh, staying the order while the court assesses it in more depth. The ruling came in response to the lawsuit filed Friday by a group of plaintiffs, including Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, part of a wave of lawsuits against the order from mostly Republican-aligned groups and politicians. Those damn Republicans. Yep. Landry said Saturday, or says Landry on Saturday, called it a major win for the liberty of job creators and their employees. The court's action not only halts Biden's Biden from moving forward, he said calling the requirement unlawful, but also commands the jud- judicious review we sought. The unsigned four-paragraph order from the panel temporarily stops Biden's mandate, but is not a ruling on the merits of the policy. The court gave the Justice Department until 5 p.m. Monday to respond to the challenger's request for a more permanent halt to the mandate. So it sounds like it's tempor- temporarily halted, right. and it sounds like tomorrow— yeah, they, they got to come up with a damn good excuse um, for this to be a more permanent thing. Right. Which yeah. I hope to God they come up with a <laughs> really good excuse. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good excuses out there to halt this. Right. Being number one, being the unconstitutionality of this. Right. Exactly. And infringing on, you know, states that may vote against it. It says the U.S. Department of Labor is confiding in its legal authority to issue the emergency temporary standard on vaccination and testing. The Occupational Safety and Health Act, or OSHA, uh, explicitly gives OSHA the authority to act quickly in an emergency where the agency finds that workers are subjected to a grave danger and new standard is necessary to protect them. The vaccine requirement released by the Biden administration on Thursday after weeks of anticipation ordered companies of 100 or more employees to institute mandatory vaccinations for their staff or weekly testing with the January 4th deadline, which we all know that shit. Federal officials spent weeks hammering out the policy, aware of the high number of legal challenges it would face, but believing that the order was well within the Department of Labor's powers to keep workplaces free of grave dangers in times of emergency. So again, are they are they going to turn around then and throw this on flu vaccinations? Are they oh, going to yeah. turn I around mean, and? I've heard that there are some companies that are already talking about that. Well, OSHA should not allow uh, workers to come if they smoke, right? Right. Yeah. Or if um, if you drive without seatbelts, you right. should not be allowed to. Like all these right. unsafe. Or things. you know, bringing like a high fat dessert into work yeah. that would, could be dangerous. Those I guess can't transmit to other people well, and that that's the catch know, Cake here. is kind of contagious. Cake is very <laughs> contagious. So for now we have this yeah. this pause, this freeze on this, which which again I, I say is a good thing. And I we know though that Biden and his team, yeah, his massive team oh. has done backflips to work around the legality Absolutely. of this. And this even said yeah. that. So um I, I think they've 
done a lot yeah. of dotting well, their I's and crossing and, their and T's. Didn't didn't uh, was it ACB and uh, who's the other guy that uh, is it Kushner? No, who is the other uh, Supreme oh, Kavanaugh. Court? Kavanaugh. Didn't they already come out and say like, yeah, there is some legal basis for this to be constitutional? Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they didn't throw it down. They didn't reject right. it or anything. So, um, everybody that was afraid that Kavanaugh and ACB were going to, yeah, um, and, and and the I think uh, what was the one of the things that we talked about of the legality of it was part of, um, oh gosh, it was something that uh, that. Um, also talked about like it was kind of like eugenics like it was um to called for like a sterilization of um uh people with down syndrome and mental illness because oh back in like, oh, the yeah, early yeah, 1900s yeah. the precedent from it came from like the vaccination policy back during the 1915 right. flu or whatever right then that was used as precedent um to st- force sterilize people with mental disabilities, right, yeah, and now they're using that as precedent, legal precedent for this, right. and it's just like, so really? it doesn't have a good is, history. Is that a good idea? Yeah, is exactly. that the history? Is that what you want to go with <laughs> right, here, exactly, for your legal basis for this shit? Because yeah. I find that to be appalling, in my yeah, opinion. Absolutely, we got to keep moving forward though, because we got several things to talk yes. about. So we got. Obviously covered the vaccine stuff because that's not going away anytime soon. Hopefully this appellate court steps up and grows a pair of balls and says, hey, this is not constitutional. But real quick, and um, what was it? Aaron Rodgers had come out, NFL player, and said that, uh, you know, he was not vaccinated and that, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people slamming him for getting vaccine advice from Joe Rogan. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people are slamming him for not being vaccinated. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he's getting his medical advice from Joe Rogan. And I I sent something to you from a a, a quote friend on Facebook who's a huge liberal who said, I've been a Packers fan all my life, and Aaron Rodgers can go to hell, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Because he wants to decide his own medical... His own medical future. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Let him. Yeah. It's just. Um. Yeah. Well, <laughs> none of it makes sense because we know they've come out. Yeah. The, the the people, the smart scientist people that we're supposed to be following came out and said, hey, there's no difference in transmissibility yeah. between the right. vaccinated and the unvaccinated. So, no, it's not actually yeah. helping anybody else. It is helping you. But it's not keeping you from transmitting it to other people. Right. So, so what's the point? Yeah. So it doesn't make sense when like, well, don't you want to keep everybody safe? We know it's not going to keep yeah, anybody right. else safe. Yeah. And people are still dying from this. Yeah. Va- like after getting vaccinated, they're right. still transmitting it after getting vaccinated. Yeah. So, again, what are you worried about if I'm vaccinated or right. not? If I could still transmit it to you yeah, either exactly. way. Right. And if you're vaccinated, you know, they say, well... It means that you won't get as bad as, as symptoms. It's like, okay, well, great. You're you're vaccinated, so what the fuck does it matter? And who cares? Exactly. Why do you why should you care if I get bad symptoms or not? Right. But they're they're blatantly lying about it or masking masquerading as truth. Yeah. This whole, well, we need to keep everybody safe. But it doesn't keep ever right. that's not how vaccines work. Right. It doesn't keep everybody safe. Yeah. And it's not getting rid of it it's not it's yeah. not re- i mean decreasing your chances really right. of even getting yeah, it it doesn't make sense no none of it makes sense i did see that pfizer has come out with their, their own like oral pill i saw that like yeah. treatment after you already have had it yeah. uh, their treatment so obviously it was going to be pfizer because yeah. i mean that we we talked what a month ago that some company came out and was like hey we got this pill and everybody's like yay well what have you heard about that company yeah. since 
yeah. jack shit. Right. But now Pfizer has one, and they're like, "Yay, it's Pfizer! Yeah, we can right. make money. We can off trust of, this one." Yeah, and uh, we we have them in our pocketbooks. So, yeah. yay Pfizer! <laughs> <laughs> and they've never had any history of um, yeah. adverse effects and, from any of their drugs. And I actually have stock in Pfizer. <laughs> exactly. So let's move forward. Early this week was the climate summit. Yes. The UN climate summit. What a shit show that was. There's some key takeaways from here, from this. Hang on. You know, that didn't share my page at all when I shared it. It was just sharing the Twitter thing. Again, I I, I, got to figure out how to to share my screens and everything. So when you were watching this video and I was reading an article, (laughs) you were just reading Oster the Grouch. (laughs) And I apologize for that. As deep as a philosopher as Oscar is. I forgot I clicked on the wrong thing and wasn't actually paying attention to my screen. So let me get rid of this. Bear with me. We're still I'm tr- still trying to work out the kinks and all this. All right, so the key takeaway from this whole <laughs> climate summit was <laughs> this here. Let me get it pulled up. There it is. Yes. That that seems valid. Joe Biden. But sleeping at well, the climate let's summit. Be honest. I, I would be sleeping too. <laughs> I would be too. I mean, this was like the opening statements, yeah. I guess, and nobody cares to listen. No, nothing's actually. It's probably like the preliminary stuff. Oh yeah. No, oh, no. It was the uh, it was the dinosaur coming out and addressing the crowd. <laughs> so he was sleeping during the dinosaur. <laughs> yes. Yes. Apparently, they opened the climate change with the CGI Velociraptor, oh, telling god. people to not choose extinction. Oh god. Yes. Yeah. Because children might be watching that too, so yeah, yeah. and and dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs I are mean, freaking except cool. for that dinosaur that's on the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's like, I knew dinosaurs when they actually existed. Why do I need to see this CGI version? Exactly. So apparently, one of the takeaways from this whole—the only one we could find was this whole um, <laughs> pledge to cut coal. Yes, from everything. So so there's several things going on. There's the biggest thing everybody's talking about is a bunch of protests outside of it. Right, yeah. All, all there is 200 different protests around the world because of like kind of pushing these guys to make some big cho- choices. So, do you know who a lot of the protesters were quoting on their their signs? <laughs> no. Greta. Oh, Greta. Yeah, Freaking I Greta. Known. I should have known. Do you know what the quote was? Blah, and blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. What I'm... does that come from? Because I don't know what that comes from. <laughs> so know. for somebody that doesn't know where that comes from, what kind of message do you think that's actually sending? Yeah. I, I, yeah. If someone's like blah, 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 it just means to me it's like it's just they're just talking garbage. I understand that she was probably saying like that's all we're hearing out yeah, of the UN right. or something like that. But, but there was no context. Not knowing the context behind it, yeah. as I don't. I see yeah. these signs being I, held up that say blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that I don't does- know this crazy slang you kids are speaking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what What are you trying? You, like, you guys literally don't know what you're talking about because that's all you put on. That That's what it says to me. Yeah. It's just like, we're just out. We're out here holding signs. Yeah. For what? Blah, blah, blah. Do you think she was pissed that they decided to go with the CGI dinosaur over her? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because what was it the climate summit? A couple of years ago, that yeah, was, she was where the, she made her debut. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? So, countries pledge to heavily cut polluting coals with caveats. Wow. Of course. 
There's got to be caveats in there, yes. obviously. In the fight to curb climate change, several major coal-using nations announced steps Thursday to wean themselves at times slowly off the heavy polluting fossil fuel. Well, haven't they been slowly weaning themselves for how many yes, decades now? Since like 96. And we know how well that worked because we talked a few weeks ago about China having a major climate yeah. crisis. So they actually had yeah. to increase their yeah. coal usage. And the energy crisis there was probably because they were like, we can harness the power of the sun. And the sun's yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. You guys got so much pollution here that I. You can't even see uh, all the again for me is two scoops of raisins. <laughs> <laughs> the pledge to phase out coal come on top of other promises made at the United Nations Climate Summit in Glasgow that the head of an international energy organization said trimmed several tenths of a degree from projections Whoa. of future warming. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> We're making progress. Several Ambitious. tenths of a degree. Yes. Optimism also abounded in relation to promises on coal which has the dirtiest carbon footprint of the major fuels and is a significant source of planet-warming emissions. Today, I think we can say that the end of coal is in sight, said Alec Sharma, who is chairing the conference of nearly 200 nations known as COP26. Critics say the vision is still obscured by a lot of smoke, like coal smoke. Ah, uh, clever. Ah, uh, Because several major ec economic economies still have yet to set a date for ending their dependence on the fuel, including the United States, China, China, India, and Japan, which was targeted outside the summit venue Thursday by protesters clad as animated characters. <laughs> Did you see animated characters out there? No. <laughs> but why? I know. Why? Know. So now we have animated characters <laughs> protesting, and yes. their, their, their message is blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> It, wait, isn't that the, the, the vampire from Hotel Transylvania? Doesn't he blah, 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 blah? Probably. <laughs> Can you give less of a message right? <laughs> than what's going on here? <laughs> what nations have promised varies. Some pledge to quit coal completely at a future date, while others <laughs> say they'll stop building new plants. And even more, including China, are talking about just stopping the financing of new plants. So... If you're a private coal company, then you're then right. you're okay. Yeah. But we know how the Chinese government oh, works. Yeah, exactly. They're just going to funnel yeah. money through oh, that yeah. coal plant. Exactly. The British government said pledges of new or earlier deadlines for ending coal use came from more than 20 countries, including Ukraine, Vietnam, South Korea, Indonesia, and Chile. Some came with notable caveats, such as Indonesia's request for additional aid before committing to bring its deadline forward to the 2040s. So, yeah. Yeah, if you want us to bump this up, you got to give something to us in yep. return. Yeah. You got to pay us out a little bit here. Meanwhile, Poland, the second biggest user of coal in Europe after Germany, appeared to backtrack on any ambitious new commitments within hours of the announcement. Oh, I'm sure. So they're like, yeah, we will. And then later they're like, actually, no. <laughs> we meant like tentatively. No, we yeah. Yeah. So it says en energy security and the assurance of jobs are a priority for us. Anna Moskwa, Poland's ministry, Minister for Climate and Environment, said in a tweet citing the government's existing plan, which provides for a de departure from hard coal by 2049. <laughs> this just keeps getting pushed further right. and further back. Earlier in the day, it had seemed that Poland might bring the deadline forward by at least a decade. To 2039. <laughs> so we got people committing or not committing to getting rid of coal. And that's like one of the biggest things that's come out of this whole... Right. 
climate summit. Like, there's not a whole lot else. Well, and what I love about it is you have leaders from 26 different countries who are flying in on their private planes and taking their— But Leonardo DiCaprio flew coach to this climate summit. Oh, what a saint. Right? What a saint. God so you bl- had celebrities God bless going you. too. So God you, bless you. You got leaders of twenty six different countries, and you got various celebrities, right, flying in on their rolling the up in their big black SUVs and, right. and, and cavalry because you know the, these politicians have like a whole convoy of like, oh, yeah, protective yeah. vehicles, yeah. and then they sit out there, and there's a picture of like these vehicles are, are running. While they're in there. It's so funny. It's like they take it so seriously, and I'm sure they all sat, and they had their big lobster steak yes. dinners, you oh, know, yeah. and-, and you No, know. They, they were probably eating, like, polar bear or something endangered, <laughs> right, yeah, because right. they're like, we deserve this. We yeah. are saving the world <laughs> yes. right now. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> and all it is is just these, like, big, yeah, rich right. people oh, yeah. that get together and decide that we are all doing things oh, yeah. wrong, and we yeah. should be doing we, things we, right. We are, the, we are the industrialized nations, and we're going we're gonna to put this our, our, our little caps on all the third yes. world countries who can't develop their own energy, because now we're not letting them. Yeah. They have to go solar. And, and we make all the solar. We yeah, have yeah, the exactly. corner of the market on solar right. energy. And so it's just, it, the whole thing is just, it, it's a True joke. irony? It, yeah. It, it, it's just so... It's such a joke. It's no, ridiculous. You're absolutely right. Speaking of irony and climate change, I saw this post. I might have talked about this once, maybe in a bonus episode. I don't remember. Saw this post for this like uh one of those like home batteries, like Tesla makes, oh, yeah. but it was another company, like one of those wall batteries, big giant batteries yeah. in your home. And it's like for renewable energy and blah blah blah. And it it's cleaner energy to power your your whole home. And somebody commented how do you charge these batteries? How long do they last and how do you charge them? And they're like, well, we have the option for solar charging for like through solar panels, or it can be charged through a, a normal wall outlet. <laughs> so what the fuck do we need the battery for if we got to charge it with the electric outlet? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. how is that cleaner energy if we got to yeah. plug this damn battery? Yeah. Right, power your whole home with this big-ass battery, but um, if that dies, then you can plug it back into your... Yeah. So does it just... Because... Re- can you power that electric outlet with that battery, and it yeah. just cycles and powers it charges itself? Is yeah. that is that how it works? Yeah, I had seen someone post like um, with the electrical cars, be like, okay, so what happens if you're in a big like backed up traffic jam in the dead of winter on the <laughs> interstate, <laughs> and all of a sudden everybody's car starts dying? Yeah, I mean, it's I like, mean, what happens? Yeah, right. You go out there and start cranking. Well, that's why. <laughs> Okay, kids, start yeah, running. It's just like those um, wind up weather radios. That yeah, you get. right. Yeah, <laughs> they're like <laughs> you get like an inch. <laughs> That's what this is going to be. Yes. That's how we get from point A to B, point B. Obviously, the whole point is to get us off of private transportation right. because yeah. that's what they right. want anyway. They want everybody on the Amtrak. Well, the grandmas. There, there is an effort through this whole Glasgow summit to change climate so to reframe climate change as a health crisis oh, of course. which they've been talking about this for years but yeah. that's the big push now um this one says research has increasingly shown that warming is taking a deadly toll on human health at the global climate summit in glasgow the issue has gained new prominence like based on what exactly right yeah for the first time at the major un Climate conference, human health is emerging as a leading issue. I'm sure they used COVID-19 as that issue. Oh, I'm sure. 
a reframing that brings climate change's far-reaching and long-lasting effects to the forefront. Although health has been addressed at the conference going back to the first UN Environmental Summit in 92, never before has it held such a central role. The 2015 Paris Accord, the global agreement among nations to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, was billed foremost as a historic environmental movement. Or moment. However, the Paris Agreement is not an environmental treaty, said Dr. Maria Nira, the director of the WHO, which of we course. love. Yes. Department on Environment, Climate Change, and Health. It is a basic public health treaty. There is a growing body of research showing that climate change is contributing to world, to wide range of health risks around the world. It is exacerbating heat waves, intensifying wildfires. Wildfires aren't a health concern. No. Heightened flood risk, not a health concern. And worsening droughts, maybe a health concern because of food. Right. These are, in turn, increasing heat-related mortality, pregnancy complications, and cardiovascular disease. And as with many things climate-related, the risk and harms are particularly severe in places that are least able to respond. So it's a health issue now. That's the big push. Of course. But all they've got out of this whole climate summit so far was the coal thing. Right. That's the biggest thing they talked about, which is <laughs> they've been talking against coal energy yeah. forever now they've been trying to get off of that yeah. and look how far that's come i was gonna say i think you was it last month you sent you showed a sto uh, story that uh, coal uses was up because solar and, and wind power just isn't cutting it yeah and like you talked about you know china's having power cr energy crisis right yeah. now which is one of the things contributing to the supply lines yes and so they're having to up their coal usage right. and so it uh, again it's you know why why there, and again, it's completely out of – it's because they want control. Yes. It has no logic, but it's like, why don't you perfect the alternative energy sources first yeah. and then make the switch instead of trying to switch and be like, you know what, we'll figure it out on the way. Well, I think their whole thought process behind that is that if if we continue to have the option of right. petroleum-based fuel or um, whatever – oil-based fuels, then nobody's going to have incentive to move forward. So you get rid of them and then put us in an energy crisis, right. and then we push forward. No, what we've right. seen, i.e. China, yeah. is when we put ourselves in this crisis mode, they just revert back to using more right. of that, well, not I, moving forward. Exactly, and it's like, you know, they're oh, well, everybody needs to have an electric car. Well, great if you can afford a $60,000 yeah. car. And how great, and we, we've talked about this before, how great for the environment is... Um, the mining of the the lithium right, for yeah. the, these right, batteries right. for these carbon it's worse or, or how on the damaging the the solar panel um, uh, um, drain off is for the soil that right. it's on you know yeah. I mean or or how great the the uh, wind turbines are for wildlife right. I mean it's like there there's no perfect answer right one thing I do know that was ironic about the whole climate change was one person particularly is focusing a lot bringing a lot of attention to a specific natural gas. Do you know what that was? <laughs> no. Princess Camilla hasn't stopped talking about Joe Biden breaking wind at the climate <laughs> summit. <laughs> this is a headline. I'm surprised you haven't come across no. this. Because Who is this from? This one's from... I, I mean, it's all over. This is from express.co.uk, huh. but when I just typed in like the climate summit, this was like one of the headlines that wow. popped up several Air in several different at places. The climate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, natural gas. I mean, we're trying to get away from natural right? gas, aren't Come we? On, Joe. Uh, let me pull this one up so everybody can see. 
And I can just see them there, like, sleeping, and all of a sudden, you know, just letting them loose. No, this was while he was talking to her. Oh, really? <laughs> it says, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, has not stopped talking about Joe Biden breaking wind during the COP26, or the climate summit. It says, Prin- Prince Charles and Camilla, alongside Prince William and Kate, Duchess of Cambridge, have all met world leaders during the Climate Change Summit in Glasgow on November 1st. The Duchess of Cornwall was photographed speaking to Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau, and U.S. President Joe Biden. As they talked, Mr. Biden reportedly broke wind, which made Prince Charles' wife very uncomfortable. (laughs) However, despite being taken aback, the Duchess of Cornwall was reportedly not stopped talking about it. An insider told the Mail on Sunday, it was long and loud and impossible to ignore. (laughs) Camilla has not stopped talking about it. So that's the key takeaway, in my opinion, of this whole thing. Oh, man. And that off the back of him reportedly having a bathroom accident. Right. I know. She should be concerned that he didn't pass when she should be concerned that maybe he shit his pants yeah, right, right there because that seems to be the trend yeah. of Joe Biden. It's a good thing he didn't have a blowout while talking to the. <laughs> no kidding. It was long and loud and hard to ignore. Well, fortunately. As far as we know, nothing leaked out his pant leg because oh that seems to be the Joe Biden way. Yeah. But that's just like there's so much more talking about like how bad Biden's presence at this thing has been or all of these appearances that he's made. That, that's getting more attention than what's actually yeah, going on right. because we have the thing with the Pope. Then, yeah. Then we have him passing wind, as they call yeah. it over there, which I've never heard that phrase. Breaking wind. I, Break, I, it's a very old term. They they were breaking wind. It's um, very, very British. It is a very British thing. And then, what was it? He apologized for. Oh yeah, Donald Trump. Yeah, previous world leaders, and there's and China came out and said how weak of a little bitch he sounded like when he was apologizing yeah. for former. Leaders he does. And stuff, I mean, so. it's worse than when Obama was like going around bowing and apologizing for his America. apology tour. Yeah, the worldwide apology tour. Yeah, uh, Biden is trying to take that route, but it's definitely not working out the way Obama's <laughs> did because he's just bending. When he he's probably afraid to bow because he'll probably yeah. shit his pants, <laughs> right? And he's just getting becoming the laughing stock between like Russia yeah. and China and stuff like that. So, so, so we had talked about him being able to finish his first year. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like that's going to happen. <laughs> it's only been a year. Man. I know. I and know. He shit his pants at least once in this presidency. <laughs> I know. So, he's fallen asleep at yeah. multiple And like events. you said, he, he's kind of become a laughing stock of everybody. Yeah. But he's still pushing through the agenda that everybody wants him to push through. Yeah. So he's still, he's still a useful tool to whoever is pulling strings. So we, we will get into him pushing forward the agenda. But before we do... Uh, we got to talk about the election, the big, yes. the election to end yes. all elections. The, the one that Kamala said was going to decide the next two elections, which this is one. every election, right? That they they say the same thing uh, every right. election. So here's the four takeaways it talks about. The big one was Virginia, yes. the governor's race in Virginia, because we talked about how Biden and Obama and who was that um, activist woman that. Oh, was pushing. I, I can't remember. There's there's a, a a lot of big liberal type people mm-hmm. pushing for this governor, going to his back. Oh yeah, yeah, going yeah, to yeah. bat for him. Yeah, McAuliffe, right? Yeah, was the guy, the guy that came out and, and said parents didn't have a right to decide their children's education, something like that. Yeah. 
So this is, according to the Washington Post, the four takeaways on Virginia and New Jersey's election day 2021. So those okay. those were the, the two, two big, big ones. ones. So the, like I said, this is from Washington Post, so it's probably good. Election day 2021 is in the books, with New Jersey and Virginia holding governor's races and a smattering of other contests Sorry. around the country. Is this British? <laughs> the big news is Republican Glenn Youngkin being elected governor of Virginia, a blue trending state President Biden carried by 10 points just a year ago. Wow. Perhaps the biggest surprise, though, came in New Jersey, where Governor Phil Murphy, Democrat, was dealing with a re-election campaign that was much tighter than expected in an even bluer state. Below are some of the takeaways on that and other races. Number one, bad news and omens for Democrats. The reason we focus on Virginia and New Jersey isn't because we love them so much, though some of us do. It's because these states are the only ones to vote statewide on this particular election day, and they provide pretty clear indicators of how the two parties are doing. It's not a pretty picture for Democrats. Youngkin is currently defeating—so this must be an older post. Oh, wow, yeah. Youngkin did win, by the way. Yeah, he kicked his ass. Youngkin is currently defeating former Governor Terry McAuliffe by about two points, a 12-point swing on net from 2020. In New Jersey, Republican Jack Ciatarelli, he must be Italian, turned Murphy's re-election race into an unexpected nail-biter. With approximately 87% of the ballots cast, he's at 49.7%. You should look up to see if he won or not. He he did not. Uh, Murphy retained. Okay, but barely, according to this. Which, New Jersey, a Republican, almost won. Can you imagine that? That's what they're saying here. This is not good-looking for the Democrats. Yeah. yeah. Recent history suggests those kinds of shifts are more often than not mean such a party is in the line for a good min- is in line for a good midterm election the following year. In fact, in five of the past seven post-presidential election days, the party that overperformed its presidential vote margin from the previous year in these races went on to flip the House, Senate, or both a year later. So basically, saying when those states yeah that completely flip on this. Like nothing election. Yeah. The year after a presidential election will flip in the midterms too. Yeah. So some predominantly democratic state if if pretty much flips for this like state level election, mm-hmm. then you're looking at a flip in the House or, or Senate in the midterm elections. Yeah. So they're saying, Hey, it's it's not a good look for the Democrats. Right. Republicans only need to win five House seats and one Senate seat to do that. Tuesday showed that they have the wind at their back, and they don't need much of a gust. That doesn't mean anything is set in stone, but even before Tuesday night, it was clear this wasn't going to be an affirmation of Democrats' electoral superiority, and it was far from that. They'll now have to figure out how to avoid anything close to a repeat in a year's timeline. Number two takeaway is a roadmap for the GOP after Trump. The Virginia governor's race was an interesting proposition when it comes to former President Donald Trump. While Democrats didn't generally focus that much on Trump in such races before, perhaps because Trump was so ever-present anyway, McAuliffe pushed the issue and hard. He tried to turn Yunkin into Trump in khakis and a fleece vest. And from what I've heard is uh, Yunkin distance himself from Trump. Right. He's like, I, I, I don't want anything to do with him in this election. Right. While McAuliffe 
embraced Biden and uh, mm-hmm. Obama and all these Democratic yeah. leaders. But uh, Youngkin was like, no, I don't want to yeah. be associated with Trump. So for McAuliffe to come out and be like, this guy is Trump in khakis. Yeah. Um, right. That definitely wasn't the case. This says it didn't work. The result was not an affirmation of Trump. Exit polls showed a majority of voters viewed Youngkin favorably compared to 42 percent who said the same for Trump. Youngkin was also winning 17% of voters who viewed Trump unfavorably, which is a big number. That is. Trump's 42% favorable rating was also slightly lower than his 44% approval rating in 2020 Virginia exit polls, though not outside the margin of error. Not to make everything about Trump, but the GOP's ability to distance itself from him and Democrats' ability or inability to tie Republicans to him matter in upcoming elections, especially with Trump out of the office. All right, so we don't need to read all this. Basically, it's saying de- Republicans are doing a good job of right, distancing stepping from away Trump. from Trump. Right, which is excellent. And still That's winning. what they should be doing. And Democrats are doing a terrible job of disconnecting yeah. from Trump. And right. their, their only claim to fame is, hey, he's just another Trump right. guy. He's just uh, Trump in yeah. uh, a different yeah. costume or whatever. Yeah. I actually heard somebody come out and say, I think this guy was like— Trump was COVID-19, this guy would be COVID-Delta variant. Oh, like, God. he'd have more reach and spread faster, is, is what the CNN guy said. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, that is so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. So, what do you think about these elections? What do you think it says? Or well, I, does, does it even matter, really? I, I think it does, because also, um, a lot of the uh, a lot of um, senators, or not senators, but like uh, uh, out of the Virginia uh, House— Ended up going red. Ended up going Republican. Same thing mm-hmm. with New Jersey, and I, I heard a lot of Pennsylvania. Um, one of the guys who actually beat the um, Senate uh, president in New Jersey actually was a trucker who only spent one hundred fifty three dollars on his campaign. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, the New Jersey, where the re- Democrat guy spent like fifteen million on his campaign. Yeah. So that that's a huge. That to me that says a lot. Yeah, it does. It says people want something different. They don't like what yeah. they're seeing here. Right. And I, I, you had mentioned I haven't looked into it that there's a lot of libertarians that took, yeah, took different key role or yeah, like a lot of um, like some elections, a, local elections, yeah, local stuff. mayors of different towns, and mm-hmm. then another one that people aren't talking a lot about is the mayor of New York City, yeah, is now a moderate Democrat where yeah. you know De Blasio was straight up communist. Do you think that will they get their big gulps back? <laughs> I think they will. Like in I, straws, will they get I, their straws? I, I, I big think gulps? they will. That's, I mean, that's this all guy I care about. is an ex cop. He's very pro gun. Very pro donuts. Yeah, very pro donuts. You know, very pro um, big gulps. Yes, and and, and, and violence. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> so we're, we are running out of time. We can't forget to uh, mention this infrastructure bill that came out that was voted on late. What was it? Friday night. Yeah. So one I, in the morning, I saw this headline and I sent it to you. Well, I had seen that it was going to happen, and I was keeping yeah. an eye on it because. I had seen it was probably ten o'clock. They're like, uh, the house set to vote on this tonight. I was like, really? It's yeah. ten fucking right. o'clock. What are you talking about? So I was keeping my eye on it, and then you had sent me that, and it's like, basically, from what I get out of all this is they saw this major loss. Oh yeah, and they're like, we can't keep dragging our feet on this shit anymore. We got to yeah. push this shit through because we see the writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. If we want this thing to happen, it has right. to happen now because right. if we wait, right, and as within that last, a year, they're not going to have the Senate. Yeah, anymore. like. As, as that last article said, they could possibly not have the House or the Senate right. as of next year. Yeah. 
Can you imagine Nancy Pelosi not being the Speaker of the House oh, anymore? God, that would be a beautiful thing. It would be devastating for her. She'd it probably th- throw a Hillary Clinton bitch oh, fit. She, she would be full on in her coke. <laughs> she, she would be swimming in it. <laughs> this is all I have left. This is my only friend. <laughs> Eating it. Yes. So here's a look at this bipartisan, bipartisan infrastructure right. bill. which 13 Republican votes. Yes. So, again, bipartisan thirteen. What do you, what do you think of that? Do I you, I think I think people got promised something. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, they probably I agree. like uh, Alaska and be like, you know, um, how would you guys like a new Amtrak? It could be worth an extra fifteen million for you. <laughs> Alaska needs an Amtrak, right? <laughs> wow, interesting. <laughs> Mandy was talking about how her uncle used to be a cop in Alaska. I was like, Alaska needs cops to what? Like. <laughs> Rally the polar bear? For? Yeah, it's like, what does Alaska need cops for? So it says co- Congress passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. And I've seen some reports, like, trying to downplay this because yeah. it was, as it says down here, it's $550 billion in new federal spending. Right. Yeah. But the bill is $1.2 trillion. Right. So when reports come out and they say uh, Congress passed a $550 billion infrastructure no, they passed a $1.2 trillion right. infrastructure. Yeah. Stop trying to downplay right. this. Yeah, $1.2 it says approving a signature part of Joe Biden's economic agenda. It will deliver $550 billion of new federal investments in America's infrastructure over five years, touching everything from bridges and roads to the nation's broadband, water, and energy systems. Experts say the money is sorely needed to ensure safe travel as well as the efficient transport of goods and pr- produce across the country. The nation's infrastructure system earned a C-minus score from American Society of Civil Engineers early this year. Democrats claim the bill pays for itself through a multitude of measures and without raising taxes, but the Congressional Budget Office brushed aside several of those pay-for provisions, ultimately finding the bill would add $256 billion to the deficit over the next 10 years. Is that... I mean, how does that line up? Does that sound like Joe Biden might have fucking lied to us again? I think he probably miscalculated. Even CNN's basically saying yeah, that he they lied. lied to us. Yeah, It's significantly smaller than the $2.25 trillion proposal that Biden unveiled in March, known as the American Jobs Plan. Here's what the uh, infrastructure bill—here's what's in the infrastructure bill. So I'm going to breeze through some of these. Okay. Funding for roads and bridges. The bill calls for investing $110 billion— for roads, bridges, and major infrastructure projects. That's significantly less than the proposed $159 billion that Biden initially requested. By, by $9 billion. No, 110 to 159 Oh, okay, okay. So $49 billion. Gotcha. Included is $40 billion for bridge repair, replacement, and rehabilitation. How do you rehabilitate a bridge? Just a lot of counseling and yeah. a support animal. Does it lay on a couch? And, I, I think so. Uh, does so it t- my dad didn't really hug me. <laughs> <laughs> Bridge repair and replacement. Those are your only two options. What's yeah. rehabilitation? I don't understand <laughs> that, I guess. The deal also includes $16 billion for major projects that would be too large or complex for traditional funding programs. That sounds shady as fuck. Right. And it's for $16 billion for just projects. Yeah. Yeah, they're just large and complex projects. Yeah. The yeah. biggest. I, I, I love when they say that because that was one of the things. So they proposed a 1% tax mm. in our county. And I was looking at it like pros use, and in a couple of the towns in our in our county, it says for any legal um, 
use that is appropriated by any corporation that is deemed <laughs> it's like that oh, sounds fantastic. shady as shit. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's just like a way for them to say Hey, we get to decide, and yeah. it's none of your goddamn business. Exactly. Yeah, it's too complex for you to exactly. decide. What Those turtles said. need a damn bridge. Yes. <laughs> so it goes on to say some 20% or 173,000 miles of the nation's highways and major roads are in poor condition, as are 45,000 bridges, according to the White House. Also in the package is $11 billion for transportation safety, including a program to help states and localities reduce crashes and fatalities. How do you do that? I don't know especially of cyclists and pedestrians, according to the White House. So put in more bicycle paths, I guess. And it contains a billion dollars to reconnect communities, mainly disproportionately black neighborhoods, that were divided by highways and other infrastructures, according to the White House. It will fund planning, design, demolition, and reconstruction of street grids, parks, or other infrastructures. Interesting. I've never heard somebody come out and talk about that before. Yeah, me neither. Package would provide $39 billion to modernize public transit, less than $85 billion that he initially wanted. Um, says they'll repair and upgrade ex- existing infrastructure, make stations accessible to all users, which how are they not accessible to all users, bring transit service to new communities and modernize rail and bl- bus fleets, including replacing thousands of vehicles with zero-emission models. Would invest $66 billion in passenger and freight rail, according to the bill, the fund would eliminate Amtrak's maintenance backlog, modernize the, the Northeast Corridor line, and bring rail service to areas outside the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions, according to the White House. Included in the package is $12 billion in partnership grants for inner-city rail services, including high-speed rail. Uh, let's see, broadband upgrades. $65 billion to improve the nation's broadband infrastructure. Also aims to help lower the price household pay for internet service by requiring federal funding recipients to offer a low cost affordable plan. How, how great do you think right affordable internet is going to be? Yeah. Government funded affordable yeah. internet. Look at government funded affordable housing. Yeah, and how shitty of quality it is. Yeah, imagine the quality of government funding. It, it, low. That's just going to cause the internet companies to raise prices. Yeah, it will. So yeah. For the rest of us, but yeah. it does say it's going to create transparency and boost competition in areas where existing providers aren't providing adequate service. How? I don't know. Um, upgrading airports and ports and waterways. It says $17 billion in port infrastructure and $25 billion in airports to address repairs, maintenance, backlogs, reduce congestion and emissions near ports and airports, and promote electrification and low-carbon technologies. Electric vehicles, $7.5 billion for zero and low-emission buses, ferries, aiming aiming to deliver thousands of electric school buses to districts across the country. And then another $7.5 billion would go to building a nationwide network of plug-in electric vehicle chargers, running off of fossil fuels, I'm sure, (laughs) unless they're solar-powered, but then you're going to be sitting there a long time to charge your electric vehicle, (laughs) or crank-winding like we talked about. Improving power and water systems... It's going to invest $65 billion to rebuild the electric grid and then $55 billion to upgrade water infrastructure, according to the text. Another $50 billion will go towards making the system more resilient, protecting it from drought floods and cyber attacks, which we saw all that shit last year. Right. And we said that this was just them pushing towards mm-hmm. this infrastructure bill saying, hey, we got to spend all this money right. on this shit. Environmental remediation. 
It's going to provide $21 billion to clean up the Superfund. I don't know what that is. Yeah, and anyway. Brownfield Sites. Reclaim abandoned mined land and cap orphaned gas wells. Those poor orphaned gas wells. I know. Just for 10 cents a day. So then it goes into how it's going to pay for it. It says the bottom line is the legislation would directly add roughly $350 billion to the deficit when taking into account $90 billion of the spending in new contract authority, said Mark Goldwine, senior VP at the Committee for Responsible Federal <laughs> Budget. That's an iron, right. ironic statement. Right. Responsible federal budget. <laughs> like military intelligence. Yes. According to the bill text, 57-page summary. The wow. summary of this bill is 57 pages. That's like, awesome. hey, this is the recap of this. Yeah, right. How long do you think the actual bill is then? Who, who, do, you, who do you think has to go through that and summarize it? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that. CBO found these measures would provide roughly $22 billion. Oh, Oh, wait a second. I forgot about this. Lawmakers lean heavily on repurposing unused COVID-19 relief funds to yeah, pay for the re- legislation. That. Yeah. Why do we have unused COVID-19 relief funds when they, right. they fought tooth and nail to pass these fucking things because they said we needed it so badly? Now right. we have these unused funds, so they're like, why don't we put that towards this infrastructure bill? Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for bullshitting us about right. what our money was going to go towards. And then it goes on to say, the CBO found these measures would provide roughly $22 billion in savings, which isn't that much when you're looking mm-hmm. at two or a trillion and a half. Rather than the roughly two hundred and sixty billion claimed by lawmakers, so lawmakers claimed it was going to save us two hundred sixty-three billion, but this guy is claiming it's going to save us only twenty-two. I'll go with him. So again, lied again. Yeah, I don't want to get into any more of this. This yeah. hurts my brain. Right. Yeah. This is just step one into. Do you think it's good? Do you think this is good things? This is good for our nation. The problem is, I, I think there's things that are needed in there. Some of it, I, I don't feel like. I feel yeah. like things like. You know the railways and whatnot. It, you right. know, and, but then there's other things I look at, and it's like, why? Why is the federal government putting money into this areas when it should be local governments? One would think, or or you know, school systems going for electric buses. One you would know, think, you know, why is the federal government doing this now? Increasing security and infrastructure, and like you know, and and you know, whatever waterways or mm-hmm. that. That's it. I think that's something that's long overdue. But again, I I, I don't feel like that's what their their main agenda is no, that's not, not what their main Obviously priorities not. are and no. and that that's where my my problem is is that i feel like this is all bullshit it is and so. i, I want to add up all these numbers and see if it right. actually equals 1.2 trillion dollars yeah. and yeah. when it doesn't be like all right where's yeah. the rest of this? And, oh that's to the big projects right. that and how much of this money again is going to these politicians to to encourage their vote oh yeah you know obviously so like you said um what was it like? Twelve Republicans flipped, or thirteen? Yeah, Republicans like thirteen. Flipped. Yeah. Well, the squad was one. AOC and her four yeah. members of the squad, or however many members she has, they voted voted against this. Oh, sure. Surprisingly, they voted against this yeah. because they want their whole push they was want more. To, no, well, their whole push was they want to vote for this and the oh, other at the same time. The the what was that? The build back better. Build back better right. one. The safety net, the human mm. safety net, or whatever yeah. bill. In the climate change bill, they wanted those voted on at the same time. So they're like, well, if we don't get the one, we're not voting on the other. Okay. And so they threw a little bitch fit and didn't vote for this. They they actually rejected this proposal, well, which 
they didn't need them anyways. When she is the Democrat godchild for the last like six years right. now, what do you think this is going to do when she is voting against the bill that the Democrats have been working hard yeah. on for? I yeah, I mean, you know, to her constituents or to the people that think she is the next savior. Yeah, she's gonna look good. She is, but she's gotta have. Well, she's yeah. got to have power coming from those. That right, are I was going to say she probably she's used up her political capital yeah. fast. And whereas Pelosi was, you know, holding her hand and and grooming her for the next ascendancy. Yeah, I'm sure that she's kind of on her shit list. Well, now. I'm sure she still has Bernie Sanders backing, but oh, he's going to be dead probably in the next year I was or two. Say, he's yeah. old as shit. Yeah, um, which so is Nancy Pelosi, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. Maybe this pushes for more reform from the squad type members, or maybe. Yeah. Democrats start distancing from her the yeah. same way Republicans distance themselves from Trump just to get more shit done. So um, we do we do they are going to push for this next one. We know yeah. it's coming. Right. So expect trillions more dollars. I would, yeah. What do you think in the next two weeks? Probably. Yeah. I would say so. But like I said, they got they got to move on things fast because they see the writing on the walls oh, yeah. and they want to use this as. Hey. Hey, we all got to come yeah. together on this. We got to push some shit yeah. through. And that's how they get shit done. They mm -hmm. start scaring with, um, this is the new crisis, I'm sure. Yeah. The racist governor coming in. And mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't want all these Republican races coming in. Yeah. So, which is so funny, you know, that they're like talking about the racism that's, you know, yeah. promoting this when the right. lieutenant governor that was uh, voted in is Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so racist. Yeah. We do got to get out of here. That's all we got for today. Uh, you got anything else? I think that's quite a bit. That is a lot of shit going on. Yeah, this was a big week. It, it was for, like, politics and, and mm -hmm. things, the stuff that we hate. But so. again, I think, they again, they saw the, the election coming up, and they thought they could use it as cover yes. on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're probably doing things in the background that oh, we don't even, sure. they're not even talking to yeah. about because they're like, oh, look at the racist election, or yeah. oh, look at, what was the one that you said? Was to potentially cover up this infrastructure? Oh, that the um, what was it? Oh, the uh, the the Supreme Court with the, the oh, vaccine. Yeah. I'm like, they probably that came out, and they're probably like, okay, this is going to take up all the press. Yeah, so we can get this passed. And yep. uh, you know, on Friday, it's the end of the news cycle, so right. it's easy to throw something in there, and then late Friday night, uh, right. nobody's watching the news Friday right. night. Yeah. Hopefully, except for us. Except for us. <laughs> all right, we're going to get out of here. That is all for this week. Make sure you join us tomorrow for the live stream version of this show 7 central time 7 p.m central standard time bill you will not be here because it's your birthday yeah, i know which early happy birthday thank you and i'll say i'll sing happy birthday maybe on oh. the show tomorrow for you i'll have to tune um, in for that <laughs> the the goal is to get brian williams from the lions of liberty podcast on our show he has he has said that he's coming on as long as he makes his flight so pray that he makes his flight. pray that he makes his flight. Otherwise, I have no backup plan. Okay. So that's what we're going with. Brian McWilliams will be on the show tomorrow. Um, like I said, that's live Central Standard Time. Join us. Comment. Call in. All those options will be available. Otherwise, let's just get out of here. Let's Sounds go enjoy good. enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's beautiful outside. Absolutely. Uh, Go spend time outside while you can because it's yes. going to be fucking cold and here don't soon. Don't put up Christmas lights. Don't don't put up Christmas no. lights because no. every time can wait, every Christmas tree that goes up in November, I heard Santa kills an, el it's an elf. It's true. I've seen the the death pits. <laughs> All right, we will see you here tomorrow night for the live stream. Have a good weekend. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. 
So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and Tio Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.